Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here's my proposition. Study our public schools for any amount of time, and you will probably agree they are handicapped by a variety of counterproductive theories and methods. So then you have to ask yourself the big question. Could all this dysfunction be accidental? Or do you have to consider the unpleasant thought that the numerous bad theories and methods have been inserted into our schools deliberately? This reflection is utterly necessary for improving our schools. Everyone has to face up to what actually happened in education over the last century. One exact analogy is that you have illness and death at the local hospital. You naturally want to assume it's accidental, but then someone speculates there may be a sociopath doctor or nurse at the hospital. For whatever hellish reasons, this person is poisoning the food. Okay, unpleasant to consider, right? But necessary. I had studied education more than a dozen years before any of these possibilities went through my head. I was talking to a fairly famous person who shocked me by saying, Bruce, I agree with everything you say except the conspiracy parts. I hadn't mentioned that word or that thought, but we had discussed what were the real goals of our educators, what were their intentions. That turns out to be the key question. What did these very aggressive social engineers hope to achieve with all these bad ideas? Nothing good, that's my conclusion. So I suppose that does take us into the realm of conspiracy. Let's look at the ultimate paradigm of our education establishment at work. In 1931, they staged what is in effect a coup by ordering the elimination of phonics from all public schools and the adoption of an inferior method called hold word, also known as sight words and many other things. Let's freeze that frame. What did our education professors want to accomplish? Higher literacy? Don't be absurd. Literacy started to drop almost immediately. There has been a long slide for 90 years. The education establishment has never apologized for this sabotage. Here's the sick part. They were doing a lot of research on their own, in the background, so to speak. They already knew their ideas were fallacious. They wanted diminished illiteracy. They figured out how to get it, and they got it. So now we have 50 million functional literates, thanks to the tireless fanaticism of a few thousand professors of education. So I suppose that could be called a conspiracy. But let's don't get bogged down in the nomenclature. We have to focus on what these people actually did. Hold Word had many names. There was a lot of regrouping and rebranding. Teachers and students both were kept in constant confusion by the weird sophistries created by the geniuses named Ken Goodman and Frank Smith. But the overall pattern of decline and subversion were always there, whatever you want to call it. Now imagine that this sort of shenanigans was happening in every part of the school, in every subject from K to 12. Finally, as I belatedly realized, there are almost no good ideas left in our school system. Everyone has been systematically discredited and eliminated, just like they did to phonics. That's why our schools have declined, and nobody seems able to reverse that decline. Now, for me to write a lot of articles and for you to read them, that could be tedious and difficult for all of us. But it's quite easy for you to reflect on the main pattern. They find something that works, and they obliterate it. And through all of this, at every fork in the road, you're confronted by the essential question. 
Do you think all this nonsense and failure could happen accidentally? Or are you conceding finally that some very clever people concocted our problems intentionally? Personally, I decided I could not see how you get any of these bad results accidentally. If it had happened accidentally, there would be a reaction and an urgency about fixing the situation. That's what we don't have, a sense of urgency about fixing the schools. Sherlock Holmes wrote a story about the dog that didn't bark. And who's that dog? That would be the media and cultural leaders who never did bark. They never said a word. They hoped the community, the broader society, would not notice their treachery. Literacy is a fundamental skill. Our far left got that part right. If kids don't learn to read in the first few grades, their education thereafter will be half what it should be. Do you realize that all these those list of sight words the kids take home? There are no proper names. So there goes all that education that children usually got used to get in the first grade. George Washington crossing the Delaware, the Pilgrims settling Massachusetts, and Thanksgiving is a special day. Forget about learning to read all that as sight words. No, the kids learn only short words for many years. As I said, reading is the paradigm. Every, everything stupid and vicious is right there for you to reflect upon. I also argue that all the other nonsense is the same. Gimmicks such as constructivism, new math, common core, and the many smaller ones, cooperative learning, learning styles, and so on. Each of these is a vicious attack upon something that actually works and is proven to work, even as we soon find out that the brilliant new replacement is a fraud. It does not work. So now K-12 is a land of illiteracy and ignorance. I hope I persuade a few people to, to reflect upon how we got there and they realize that big transformations like this do not just turn up one day. The dirty secret, of course, is there was never anything accidental in our public schools. The professors of education always knew exactly where they wanted to take us. The only variable was how much they could get away with. So ladies and gentlemen, that's my attempt to get you to deal with what I call the ugly truth. And that is that there was a lot of secrets, a lot of scheming, a lot of uh, plotting. And, uh, and so the only hope to reverse all of this, and this is one of my big themes, is that people have to understand what happened and then they say, oh, I see what's going on. These people put this stuff in the school. The kids can't read. Okay, well, let's get rid of these bad ideas. No more sight words. No more constructivism. No more common core. No more all the trash. Trash and baloney. That's a bar where the educators drink and get their ideas. And we have to get rid of it. The kids are the same. You could teach them twice as much as they're trying to teach them now. And just for the people who listen to this podcast, it has to be admitted that at the very top, we have advanced programs, baccalaureate programs, gifted programs, all kinds of things. But that's a very small part. Then we have the people who drop the school system and go and become um, homeschoolers. But for the other 90, the lower 90%, those people are warped. They are stunted. They are treated like debris. And I think everybody's sense of fair play should be challenged by all of this. We want to take people up to whatever level they're capable of. Every boy and girl is elevated to their potential. 
That's my dogma, if you insist on my stating one. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, the big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.